Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. This week's study is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. The transformation wrought in you when you come to faith in Christ is miraculous. It changes everything. It allows you fellowship with God. It makes you a new creation. It makes you an essential member of a body comprised of all who believe. Last week, we learned there was no racist division, which was any worse or fundamentally different than the divide between Jews and Gentiles during the time of Christ. In light of the divisions in our world today, please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, He Himself is Peace. But while we're so short on time today, I'm going to wrap it up with a short list of things to watch out for. These are things that are coming into the church. I have heard Christians say these things. I have read things that Christians have written many times which say these things. They're coming into the church and they represent a thoroughly anti-biblical worldview and we must never allow them to be promoted within the church. Okay, I'll give you a list. I think there's just five things watch out for. These are buzz phrases, if you will. First of all, the very idea that race is a valid concept. The only thing wrong with it is that that's flat out not true. Anyone who believes there are different races of people based on skin color does not believe the Word of God and does not understand the gospel. It's not so. Every discussion that begins with granting the false premise that there are multiple races has to be rejected. It's not Christian. It's not biblical. You can't accept an anti-biblical premise as your foundation and then build a building on it that isn't going to crumple. There are no races. There's one race, and it's, it's human Here's another one. All white people are racist even if they don't know it. That's simply a lie. It denies, well, let's invent a phrase. It denies the sufficiency of the gospel because it makes a categorical statement of ongoing sin on the part of people because of their lack of skin color, not because of their thoughts, their motives, their words, or their deeds. You can't make a categorical statement. Turn that around. What if you said all brown people are racist even if they don't notice? How can it be that it's only in one case? It's not true. Here's another one. All white people are oppressors. 
Now, this comes from the basic Marxist attitude that everyone in the world falls into one of two categories. You are either oppressed or you are an oppressor. And there is the mindset of a presupposition considered to be not possible for for ever being challenged. All white people are oppressors. Now, if that's the case, and it's not, then you will have to go to some of the children in this church and you will have to try to convince them their father or their mother, depending on the combination of skin shades in the home, is evil. You going to say that? Do you real? I mean, that is so obviously, uh, patently wrong. Not all of everything is anything. It's individuals who've sinned. Christ died for sins of individuals. I just, uh, just got a picture this morning of a former member of Heritage Bible Church, um, um, Monica, whose last name I can't remember. It used to be Sander. What's her name? Uh, uh, her husband's Caleb. Uh, she, Monica went to English camp uh, in Russia. She met Caleb, who is from Ghana, who is finishing up his, uh, his uh, work to be a, a doctor uh, in, in Tombov, and they started a long-distance relationship, and they just got married. Now, do you want to sit down with them and tell Caleb that his sweet wife is his oppressor? This doesn't work. You can't, and you can't just spit out something like that that's so utterly absurd and make it stick. Here's another one. People must make restitution for the sins of their ancestors. If any of your ancestors ever owned a slave, by golly, we need to quintuple your taxes and pay somebody who is a descendant of slaves. Well, I understand the sentiment. Problem is, it completely contradicts what God says. Like, for example, Ezekiel 18.20, the person who sins will die. The son will not bear the punishment of the father's iniquity, nor will the father bear the punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon himself. You are responsible for your sins. Not the sins of your children, not the sins of your parents and grandparents. That thought of making restitution for the sins of ancestors, it denies the sufficiency of the gospel because it denies that Christ made complete propitiation for sin. It's saying, you have to do more. You know, I know a group that says that. They're a a pretty big organization. They have a headquarters in Rome. And they say that after you die, even if you're trusting in Christ, you have to go and spend a few hundred years in a place called purgatory to continue to pay for your sins. And we say, that's a denial of the gospel. That's a denial of the sufficiency of Christ. So is this concept. One more, and I'll quit. Only those who have experienced racial discrimination are qualified to talk about it. Now, my friends... It is true. People who have been victimized by 
racial sins, racial discrimination, it, it scars people. It really hurts. Uh, it, and it happens. And it still happens. And when we encounter someone who has been the victim of this particular sin, they deserve our compassion and our kindness. They should be heard. They should be understood. They should be taken seriously. But this concept that only those who have experienced that are qualified to talk about racism is absurd. Would you say... No one is qualified to talk about rape unless they've been raped? Would you say no one can talk about assault unless they've been mugged? Would you say I have no right to say that uh, abortion is wrong because I've never had one and never paid for one? Of course not. But that statement comes from the world of critical race theory, social justice movement, identity politics, and it's totally out of bounds from the biblical doctrine of man, biblical anthropology. Now, there's one more thing that might pop up. I know you might think of it because as I was reviewing my own sermon this morning before I came to church, I thought of it. Well, what about people who profess to be Christians who are racist. You know, that's happened. There are whole denominations. Some of them have the word Baptist in their name, and they have regional adjectives in front of it. You know what? They had a big skirmish about owning slaves or not owning slaves. The whole country got sucked into that one. There was a skirmish back around 1861 to 1865. Some Christians took some very anti-biblical positions on that. So, What do you say about a Christian who is a racist? Scott can tell you about meeting uh, leaders in a church who have said that, well, that's why a a white person should never bury a black person, because they are different kinds. He's heard that. In the leadership of a Bible-believing church, what do you say about somebody like that? Well, I don't have to make up anything to say it. The Apostle Paul already did. Titus chapter 1, verse 16. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny Him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. Because the answer is Christ, who is our peace. Now, we're not done. There are more wrinkles to the application of this. There's more to be said in this paragraph, and we will continue next time, Lord willing. Our Father, how we thank You for our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our peace. Thank You that He broke down the barrier, the partition, that He's made the two into one. He's made all of us into one in Christ. Oh, Lord, help us to grasp the significance of that and help us to live in the understanding of the reality and the profundity of it all. Help us to be peacemakers. Help us to speak truth in love, speaking the gospel in every corner, practicing it in every relationship. 
Have your way with us to that end, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.